If you missed last week's episode of The Barn Burner, here's what you missed. What are they going to do? They have no weapons for him anyway. In order to ensure you get Trevor Lawrence, what do you do? You got to keep tanking. Oh, how do you so keep, keep tanking? losing. So how do you keep losing? With Adam Gase. Yeah. So oh. that's why Adam Gase... Hello and welcome to the Barn Burner Podcast, Episode Three. Sam Liotto alongside Mike Velarde. Mike, how are we doing on this Friday evening? Doing great. You know, fresh off a nice long shift at work. Yeah, at the UPS store. Hell so yeah, that's going pretty well for you. This is also just a reminder: we are only going to do Friday shows for right now. No Monday and Friday, only once a week. But we'll hop right into it. So the NFL, we'll start with that first. A lot of news in the NFL this week. We'll go Thursday night football recap first. Giants up by 11, lose to the Eagles 22-21. And really, the highlight of the game was Daniel Jones falling down for the turf gods. I saw a couple of memes of like the Mario Kart, like yeah. banana peels. How, how far did he run before he, before 80 he yards. Was like, It was 80, 80 yard yards. run. See, I, was, I remember watching that clip. And because the debate was on, the I wasn't. Was on. I wasn't home. I was mini golfing with some friends, and I remember looking at my phone and getting a John Boy's tweet saying, or, "Yeah, he was saying, why am I watching the d- debate when I could be watching this absolutely amazing game?" And I'm sitting there wondering, "Oh, it's the Giants Eagles. Okay, how amazing of a game can it be?" And then I see uh, Danny Dimes <laughs> bolting, and I'm like, "No way!" I'm like, "No way!" This the other New York quarterback outruns Sam Darnold for the best primetime. Yeah. Uh, QB run touchdown. I'm like, no way, whatever. Okay, of course. How other Jets? And then before I could finish my thought, this dude just starts falling, and I'm like, oh my god. And that reminded me. Do you remember what that reminded of me your, of? Of your, of your. Let's tell our listeners, Velarde, so, what you did in flag football. Okay, well, it wasn't a game. It was not a game. It was not. A, it was a skirmish between our. Because we had, we had a lot of people on our team. Yes. It was a skirmish, and I believe I think I just got handed the ball off. Or you know, it was a friend, a nice friendly uh, bout. Is that, is, that, is that the word? A, <laughs> a nice friendly battle. A friendly battle. A friendly yes. battle, to say the least. And I get I get handed the ball off, or I ended up making one of like my only catch of the entire afternoon. And it was like a good run. It was like forty yards. Yeah. And yeah. I just took off. And me being me. Trying to showboat, trying to put the ball in my hand. As I try to transition, I lose control of the ball, and I end up just straight up kicking it outside of the end zone. Yeah. So I, is, I would have had a tough. touchdown, but you know, me being not really the most football savvy person out there, never really played, only did barely even know how to throw and catch. I was like, oh my god, I'm actually gonna score a touchdown. Like, look at these, like, look at these suckers. And then before I can finish that. <laughs> I next thing you know, the ball's another ten yards in front of me because I ended up kicking it the second I uh, the second I dropped it. But yeah, that that's what that's that's what that reminded me of. And I mean, they, the Giants lost that game too. That's kind of they did. Kind of and the Giants were like I said, up eleven, and you know they did score on that ensuing possession where Daniel Jones. F- fell down. There was a Wayne Gallman touchdown after Devonta Freeman, who only had .8 fantasy points. I'm playing against him, so thank you for that. He had an ankle injury, went out. Wayne Gallman took over with Deion Lewis. Now, I believe it was, was it last, was the first episode or last episode, we were talking about... Our fantasy record. No, 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 oh. not, not, not our fantasy record. Talking about, is this is this the... the is, was last win, I guess the, the Washington football team was the win the Giants needed to get back on track. And didn't yes. I say, I'm like, eh! Yeah, yeah. Well, they only won that game because Washington didn't convert the two-point conversion. If they would have, they would be 0-6 instead of 1-5. And And now the Eagles are in command of that division at 2-4-1. That's crazy. 2-4-1. What what kind of... uh... What kind of record is that to be? That's a, uh, that's a playoff they, record right there. Do you think right they get more than five wins? I think that division is six and ten, seven and nine, maybe a seven and nine, but I would say six and ten, five and eleven at best. Who, uh, have the Eagles lost any other divisional teams? I want to say. I think they played the they Cowboys. Play? I think they play the Cowboys. But I'm not 100% sure. I don't want to be quoted on that because yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Regardless. Regardless. That's crazy. They're 2-4-1. And, one. and the, the tie against the Bengals actually helps them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think It that, helps them and it hurts them. Imagine, would they if they were to not get more than five wins, would they be the first playoff team ever to like... Well, they would have to make the playoffs at 4-11-1. 
which would mean that the Cowboys, Eagle, the Cowboys, Washington, and the Giants would have to get less than four wins. And technically, anything, whoever's at the top of the division is going to make it. So it could be a four and eleven team. It could be a five and eleven team. I think that division is no more than six wins. Yeah, I definitely don't see that. Don't, I definitely don't see like you know you have the divisional leaders like oh yeah they have like a winning season by like ten or like by five wins. They're gonna the, the the winning team in that division is gonna be down. Yeah, maybe under five hundred. Yeah. That's gonna be, that's that's crazy. Well, that's gonna be insane. so. That was Thursday night football there. Um, now, if you go into the NFL news that happened this week, sorry gonna, for your loss. We're, we're gonna start off here with the Vikings trading Yannick and Gonkway to the Ravens after only six games. They trade him for a fifth and a third. And they got him for a second and a fifth. Now I'm not I'm not really well versed in Vikings lore here. Yeah. Um. Was he an effective player on the field? I mean, Daniel Hunter's out for the season, the other defensive end. Mm-hmm. So he. So now you have a three-year player in Afadio Denebo, and then a rookie in DJ Wanham as your defensive ends. And he was only on the year contract there. So I mean, he was just really starting getting in his own. He led the team in sacks. Mm, that's and I don't understand. I mean, are you are Rick you, Spielman says they're not in a rebuild, but I don't know how you couldn't be in a rebuild. Yeah, at this point, I mean, what you lose, Diggs. It's not even that you lost nine starters on the defense to free. Yeah, agency. their defense, their defense is young, but they they have you, you can't you can't expect to have like to make all have an offensive powerhouse, but to struggle. No, and, and I mean the defense have, will the defense, the defense will be there eventually. But they're all rookies, so I mean, not every single rookie can just light up the field. So it's gonna take some time. I was shocked. I wasn't even disappointed. I was just shocked. I'm like, they literally got this guy and then traded him for what less than they got him for. Okay, yeah, you got a fifth round back. Whoop de doo. You lose a second and you get a third round back, and the Ravens are gonna be good. So that third round pick's not even gonna be like the third round pick's oh, not yeah, even gonna that, be that's gonna be good. That, that's gonna be at the butt end of the third round. Yeah. So it's gonna be a late third. I don't know. I don't think the Vikings are done trading yet, but we're not going to spend too much time on that. I don't think the Jets that. are done trading. Speaking the Jets, of which, did you see that the guy they traded, McLendon, did you see that he was traded mid-game and he was The told? defensive tackle? Yeah. Really? I, from what I read, he was traded. He was alerted of his trade at some point in the game, and they said we have a there will be a taxi or like a taxi waiting for you to take you to Tampa what? after this game. That's weird. That's weird. I didn't know that. But, That's um, crazy. Like, I... I don't know. I th- this team. I I digress. Well, Continue. We're, we're in week seven of the NFL, and we see our first flex. Week seven. Week seven. And uh, we no, flex? yeah, week seven. Yeah, and we have a flex. The Seahawks and Cardinals flex to Sunday Night Football, which was originally supposed to be the Bucks and Raiders, but I think one of the reasons was because of COVID. After today, there's no more COVID tests. Positive test for the Raiders. I heard their entire offensive line. Yeah, Trent Brown. He started with it, and then their entire offensive line received COVID positive tests. But that game, that Seahawks Cardinals game, is huge. The Seahawks are five and zero. They had the bye last week, and yes. the Cardinals are four and two. So that's for that's arguably first place. That's a young rookie in Kyler Murray yeah. versus the and, old Russell. And Hopkins is helping out. They got Kenyon Drake. That offense is hot. You know, they mm-hmm. really are doing. They really are playing well. That's gonna be a fun game to watch. That's yeah. gonna be a very fun game to watch. You know, the Cardinals were kind of doubted last season. They didn't really. I don't think they really finished strong. Kyler Murray played well, but I don't think they really finished strong. No, they didn't. He had a and, good rookie season, but but I mean, it's good for him to kind of you know you get you always get the 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 thought of the sophomore slump hanging over yeah. the, sec- the second year guys' heads. But he's coming out and he's playing. He's really not giving anyone a reason to think about that. But uh. Regardless, I think that that's going to be a fun game to watch. I think it was a good reason that they flexed that game up. And, you know, congratulations to Kyler Murray for kind of really playing out of his shell and making his team perform and to a point where they're playing for a divisional title. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I think this is going to be the team in the division that gives the Seahawks the most problems only because they're versed so well on both sides of the ball. Yes. Their defense is young, but they're fast, and their offense is just explosive. Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, they fleeced the Texans out of that trade, in my opinion. They gave him David Johnson and, like, another pick. Now, David Johnson, I mean, he was great, but he had a really bad year last year. He's having an okay season currently in Houston. And Kyler Murray's lighting it up. Cliff Kingsbury there is just working well. And they have Buda Baker on the defense. They're Okay, granted, they were out Chandler Jones or one of their – top linebackers but they're playing exceptionally well and this is a huge game Sunday night for the Cardinals 
In other Ravens news, they are signing 31-year-old Des Bryant, who has not been on a team in a few seasons. He'll be on the practice squad first, but expect to see him play, and the Ravens are just loading up now. They're, they want to contend with the Chiefs. They they know that's going to be the team there at the end. But this, this is likely. the interesting thing where you kind of look at this is now the second year that Lamar Jackson, or the third, this 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 will be the third year where Lamar Jackson kind of you know plays a really strong regular season. And the past two seasons, they haven't really been having a lot of success in the postseason. So now you look to this year and you go, I guess they're kind of just trying to get any asset they can. But no offense, Des Bryant, he, it's it's not similar to the AB situation, which you know we got that's that's some news coming up. But it's just another. I wouldn't say old wide receiver, but a wide receiver who's been out of the loop for a while. And the NFL is a very uh, volatile uh, league where it changes a lot. There's a lot. Of, it's very dynamic. It's not very consistent. I think that the same goes for a lot of sports. The NHL too is another dynamic sport where taking a few seasons off it takes a toll on your health because everyone else in the league is getting better and getting healthier. And you're not playing, you kind of hit this stagnant, static uh, situation where you're not really getting the same reps. You're not, you're not getting in the same groove. But I mean. <clears throat> he's only a practice squad for now, so we'll see where that takes him. But, I mean, I hope the best for him. Des Bryant, it'll be nice to him to kind of uh, push forward into the playoffs with the Ravens and kind of get a redemption for the whole uh, Cowboys game. How many years ago was that now? Cowboys uh, Cowboys Packers? The Cowboys Packers game was a uh, – you're talking about, like, the catch? Yeah, was it the a catch. catch. Was it not a yes. catch? I want to say that's back, like – 2013, 14. And it's been a while since then. He's, he's really seen the light of day yeah. in the playoffs. So and I mean, it's going to be interesting because if he's in, in order for him to compete for a spot on this Ravens roster, you have rookie Devin Duvernay, you have Marquise Hollywood Brown, and unless you put Duvernay in the slot, which I'm not 100% sure if he is a slot receiver, I don't watch a lot of Ravens football, I just know the wide receivers, Mark Andrews, then at tight end. And then you're going to put Des Bryant in, who is not a slot receiver. He's only going to be one of those outside guys. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how the Ravens do work him into the lineup. But I do think you'll see Des Bryant rather quickly off the practice squad just because it's Des Bryant. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what where, where they want to – how they want to use him, what they want to do with him. Uh, I'm not too sure on the on the Ravens' offensive weapons. I think he could be a good uh, third option if he performs. And he kind of shows that he's back to his self, or not at least close to his old self, where he's athletic and he's able to kind of really run out routes and – perform you know like i said it's just going to be it's one of those things where you're like okay it's an interesting signing i respect it i want to see where it goes though before i make any judgment yeah you know and moving on to a little more news this is something that i do not support and i'm sorry um but Tua Tagovailoa viola was named starter by brian flores earlier in the week taking ryan fitzpatrick out of the starting role for the miami dolphins Fitzpatrick was visibly upset. He said that this was he, the first I, I time he felt upset. like this was his team. And they're 3-3. Three and three. They're, If they win one more game and the Bills lose, they're in first place in the division How do you think AFC it feels East. for Fitz to, to lose? That's what I'm the, saying. To beat his ex-team and then get replaced. But it's it's not even that. Like, this, this Dolphins team. Now, granted, do they have all the pieces there together? No. no. Are they a playoff team? Not necessarily, but all you have to do is win your division. That's true. And that's what they're doing. A lot of a lot of people on the looking on the outside are like, oh, we got to win every other game. But yeah, you play your division opponent six times. You're beating those the, are the Jets five, again. Those are six wins. They played the Dolphins. Clo- uh, they played the Bills close last yeah. time. It was not. It was not a one-sided and game. So I really don't understand. And if if Brian Flores' decision to put two in because of his two throws at the end of a game where the Jets were losing by twenty-four garbage time. You can't tell me that that all of a sudden is what sparked it, and I, I feel bad for Fitzpatrick. No, I, really I agree, do. but because this is this is it's happened to him plenty of times now, where he signs to a new team, uh, plays really good for like the first half of the season, and then starts to fall off, and then gets benched, and then you don't see him on another team, and then he signs somewhere else. I mean, he was playing strong for Miami last season, and he's one of these journeymen quarterback too. And I how think- many teams does he be on now? Oh God! He's played on. He's, he's played half the teams in the. He's played on all three in teams AFC in the AFC East. East. I believe. Oh, that's right. I believe he's been on the Texans. Yeah. And I want to say one other team. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm gonna pull that up right now. But I know it's the three teams in the AFC East: the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills. Um, a hundred percent. He's been on the. Texans. He's also been on the Titans, Buccaneers, Bengals, Rams, and then he played in Harvard, obviously. Yeah, I 
I don't know. I feel bad for him. I do agree. But some people will say, oh, it's just the ugly side of sports. It's the business side of sports. But like you said, what, he had two throws against the Jets. Two. And they were throws that probably were you could have made. they were throws in garbage time and you not know what the I mean? strongest throws. I mean, good for Tua. Honestly, congratulations to him. It's just it, it's just an ugly side, too. And the ugliest side is that Fitzpatrick is feels defeated yet again. But I, I understand they want to put Tua and they want to see what he's going to get. But the Dolphins have not made the postseason since I want to say the last time they won the AFC East which I believe was like 2000 and like five or seven <laughs> around there. It was a really For some reason, weird my head year. Kept on going to five there. And um, now the Dolphins are a team that are slowly in the mix. The Patriots aren't the Patriots. The, the Jets are the Jets. The Bills have gotten exposed the past two weeks to they teams that are legit AFC and contenders. And I want to talk about that because the Bills. Okay. Yes, Josh Allen is a good quarterback he okay i don't know if it's just the jet fan in me hate wanting to hate the bills but i feel like the bills right now are just your perfect 500 team they beat the teams under them but they can't beat the teams over them and josh allen when he is playing a team that he's able to work around and not a team that's not as strong on the defensive side he's able to really make a case for himself and that's where all of his hype comes from but then he goes up to it he plays against he goes up against the chiefs and he struggles i mean what they've lost two straight now right the, the, Titans and the, the Titans and the Chiefs, and they've lost. Yeah. And it kind of makes you think, like, it's not really Josh Allen. It's not solely on Josh Allen. I no. Mean, I believe he had a couple of bad throws. In the, he had a couple of interceptions, I believe, in the Chiefs game or the Titans game or one or the other or both. But it's just – it's the unfortunate side of things. But it's just the, – a lot of these Buffalo fans are used to it because all of a sudden the, the Bills are getting to good. And, the, you know, they've been used to losing for so long. And then they finally start winning. And you kind of look to, like, the blight. But you can't rush into it. Like – me being an Islander fan, I know what it's like to, you know, to, to be really bad and then all of a sudden have a game, or like have a season or two where you're all of a sudden you're winning and you make the playoffs. And like, oh my God, you know, we've never done this before. And then you kind of learn. You, you live and you learn. That's the best way to put it. And I think that these Bills fans are going to live and learn. I don't know. if The, the Bills, to me, I think they're going to win the division. But how far they go after winning the division is entirely up you know, to how strong that team is. And it, if they struggle to beat teams ahead of them, then they're going to, then that's, going to carry over to the postseason and yeah. they might not make it out of the first or the well, they would get a first round it would be a, they, would, they would play in the wild card yeah. unless they yeah. had a record better than the chiefs or the uh ravens which is not going to yeah. happen since they already lost to the chiefs um and then the last bit of news that came out just a few hours ago prior to this podcast antonio brown to the buccaneers after talks that he's possibly was going to go to seattle tom brady gets his man back who he had in I believe only a few weeks last season, he scored a touchdown against Miami in Miami last year. Antonio Brown's back. And this is this is another thing. You know, sure, give the guy a chance again, you know, off the Steelers, kind of like a Le'Veon Bell thing. But let me tell you, I think Antonio Brown has been nothing but a head case. And he's got another, and there's another one in Michael Thomas now in yeah. New Orleans. And they're the same type of person. They're the same wide receiver. They just get hurt. They have antics and I don't know if Bruce Arians is going to be okay with it, um, but we're going to see. Tom Brady wanted him there, and he landed in Tampa today. One-year deal. We don't know the logistics, but that's what we got so that's, far on that, the table. That is an interesting sign to me because you put him on with Bill Belichick, and you got to think. I, I, obviously, Bill Belichick had to verify the fact that he was going to the Patriots last year, and he had the touchdown. He had, he had a good catch, and – you know, and all of a sudden, the eyes are like, oh, my God, is the AB back? He's playing with the Brady. And then the time goes on, and then I think it was like that next week he got cut, right? And, I mean, it's a lot of back-and-forth action, and you got to think, like, is what makes this different from last time? Because is AB, like, I feel like maybe AB won't be your number one as much because you do have Mike Evans – you have Gronk, you have... Uh, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. You have those guys that were, I think, personally, uh, have shown me more of an offensive threat than A.B. because A.B. only had a couple of... Uh, had a couple of... Uh, uh, bad, bad, uh, or he, he had... He didn't really have a bad game, but he was like a... It was like a mid-game for a mid-receiver yes. against the Dolphins. And it was the Dolphins, yeah. too. Last yeah. year's Dolphins. And he didn't really prove much. I mean, if they want to take a different approach with A.B., like, he's just, to me... He's at the point where he's proven himself to be such an inconsistent, uh, short-fused person where 
you don't know what's going to happen next. And he could seem really excited. He could seem really fine now. But you don't know what's going to happen. Let's say if they get blown out of the water in the next game. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. No. You, you don't. don't. You don't know... What if Tom Brady has a bad game? You don't know what, how how he's gonna react to that, and that's just that's just the the unfortunate side of things, especially with someone who has been struggling with mental health, you know, for for what seems like almost two years now, after the whole Raiders thing happened. The Raiders debacle. The yeah. Raiders debacle, and then he was like, put me to the Patriots. He goes to the Patriots. He got what? He was was he on, was he even on the team for two weeks before? He I got, don't even think so. But I don't that, even think that's he's just on the like two weeks, and you got to think like Bill Belichick got rid of him for a reason, and Bill, yep. Bill Belichick comes off as the guy who's very like, you know, stern and strict, and it seemed like AB just thought he was too la- relaxed yeah. in the situation, and that's why Bill Belichick said, okay, you don't want to, you want to play for me and under me, then have fun finding a finding a different team. Yeah, I mean, if a year later now he's he's got he's, a different he's gonna, team, he's got a different team with Bill Belichick's quarterback and Brady, but. Well, I'll see how that shapes up. I'm not going to completely doubt a doubt out AB, but I just I don't see it as hopeful as the Des Bryant thing. I think that I think I'm giving Des Bryant a, if I had to pick two that really make it make uh, put up better numbers, I'd pick Des Bryant over AB because I haven't seen Des Bryant play yet. But AB when he has played, he's he's played well, but you don't know how consistent that's going to be. Yeah. That's true. I like that point. You know, both of them have not played for a while, so it's going to be interesting to see who's going to have the so-called upper hand. And I guess we'll see. I don't know if Antonio Brown will be eligible this week, but possibly Des Bryant and Antonio Brown on the field both for Week 8. We'll have all of that here on the Barn Burner podcast. But to wrap up the NFL, Week 7 picks. Woo. And, uh, Mike, you beat me last week. I did. I you was did. like, what, 6-1? and one? You were 6-1. and one. I think I was like 2-4. and four. It, was, it was a rough time, so we'll start up here. This is a fun first game. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. We'll let you go first this time. You won, so you pick Ooh, first. I don't know. I feel like you can go either way. Uh, I'm going to ride the Ben, Roethlis- the ben Roethlisberger high here. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. So I think Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh stays perfect? I think they're... I think they're strong against the run game. I think they're the number one defense against the run game, are they not? They are. And I think that, you know, it's Derrick Henry they're going up against. I think it'll be a good challenge for the Steelers, but I think that they're going to be able to pull out. If, and if they keep Derrick Henry quiet, then I think they're going to be able to come out on top. So I'm going with Pittsburgh for this week. I like it. Uh, Dallas, Washington. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Washington, honestly. Really? I didn't like what I saw from Dallas at all against Arizona. And Mike McCarthy came out and said that was their best game plan. Yeah, you lo- you lose your starting quarterback. Yeah, but it's it's not even that they it's felt tough, like that was that was the most ready they've been all season without Dak Prescott. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Washington, at home, Ooh. wins close. <sighs> your next game, Buffalo Jets. Uh, Buffalo Jets go zero and six. Jets are going zero and six. Uh, okay. Said, now I saw something. That, the today. only reason that Adam Gase is the head coach because it gives the best the Jets the best reason the right. best route. To go to finish. I talked now. To finish I, I saw draft. something today, What'd and I don't say? know if it was real. It was an Adam Gase interview, right? Oh boy. On a video. Oh boy. And there was a guy interviewing him, and he was like, "Do you understand? Like, you were the worst head coach, and like, I don't know if it was real. I'm gonna try to pull it up on Twitter right now and like just play it through the <sighs> Please mic. Please tell me this happened. To see if like. Please tell me if this, this like was an actual thing. Like, I'm not. Did you like it? Sure. Yeah. Listen to this. Oh. As a head coach, do you have any idea whatsoever why you haven't been fired yet? No, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's brutal. Is it fair to say that even like a, a toddler would be a better option as a head coach than you? Yeah, I mean, it's like almost getting awkward at this point. Have you thought about, I don't know, like admitting to everyone that you have no idea what you're doing and you suck and you're going to retire and move to Antarctica? Yeah, I did. I mean, I mean, no, I thought about it. Wait, 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 wait. I have wait, no idea wait, if that wait. was 100% real or not, but I wait, saw that and I was wait. like, I think it's this not. Is fake. It's definitely fake, but oh my! No, and there's I, no way. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna credit that to the Twitter uh, account, which is the Pick Six Podcast, which is another CBS Sports Digital podcast that they do covoring the NFL. So credit to them on oh, their Twitter that account. Has but to be fake. I think that's hilarious. No, that would have that would have made like that would have made like headline. Yeah, I just thought it was real. funny. That was still funny, but that I mean. That's kind of like that's kind of like the one question that everyone's wondering, but no yeah. one can really ask is: Do you under, really understand how horrible you are? Yeah, you know, Woody Johnson calls him an offensive mastermind. His team's last in the league, or near close to last in every offensive category. Literally every offensive category, they're either last or thirty-first, or close to last. And it's, 
I don't know. I'm going Buffalo. I Buffalo had no problem beating the Jets last time. Uh, I don't. I I think that even now because they don't even have Le'Veon. They don't have anyone. They don't they have anybody. Anymore. They have literally. They have. Anybody. You know who they got? They have their Jameson defense. Crowder. They have their defense, which somehow is able to like make make plays here and there. Marcus May, love him to death. And but Brian Poole. Brian Poole. Yeah, they have uh, offensive threat uh, Jameson Crowder, and Sam Donald's back. Yeah, he's, he's starting tonight. You he know, will be. He it will was what a two a two game stint for Joe Flacco. Two games. Career stint, jet. More yeah. than enough. Yeah, uh, he's he was eight and zero against Miami going into that game. Yeah, well, he had that a was career Ravens, record of eight and zero. So yeah, when your defense has Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, you're not going to lose. No. So, and the Dolphins at that time were big bad. Yeah, so I'm going Buffalo. All right, Carolina Saints. I'm going Carolina, and the only reason I'm going Carolina, I know it's in New Orleans, but no Mike Thomas. Drew Brees has is been New playing even like... Is uh, They might be. Drew Brees is playing like absolute dog shit. And I think Carolina has a bounce back game. McCaffrey's not coming back yet. He should be back next week. But they lost in a weird fashion on a Bridgewater pick against the Bears, who we don't really know what their identity is. I think Carolina bounces back here. It's going to be interesting. Divisional game. They're always close. But I give Carolina a three-point favorite to win that game late there without Joey Sly. He's got COVID. So. Sly. Yeah, but I'm going to give the edge to Carolina. All right, next up, Green Bay-Houston. Packers had a rough loss against the Buccaneers. Aaron Jones might not play. Aaron Jones might not play. Yep, he tweaked. He's got a sprain in his <laughs> hamstring or something. Um, I'm going to go Green Bay versus Houston. Houston is 1-5. in five. Yeah. Oh wow, they really have not. They were they were okay last season. They did beat the Bills, and then I guess I guess it was uh, DeAndre Hopkins really, the, really, yeah, yeah, really was important and to that team. Yeah, I'm gonna go Green Bay here. I like it. Uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. I'm going. I'm going. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I think he's been playing well this year. They're without Joe Mixon, but so the Browns have been playing Giovanni well Bernard. Yeah, but I don't like Baker Mayfield. I hate him. No one does. I don't like him at Colin all. Colin Coward hates Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Cincinnati's gonna get that one to me. Next up for you, we got Detroit Atlanta. Oh, come on, I get like the one good game, like with the Pittsburgh Titans game, and then every other game after that, <laughs> kind of dog, <laughs> dog shit. Um, actually, no, the Green Bay games at least has a good team. Uh, this is like a coin flip. Give me, uh, give me Detroit. Okay. I'll take Detroit. Uh, Tampa, Las Vegas. I'm going to go Tampa. I think they just have too many weapons. I don't think John Green's going to be able to handle it. The O-line's going to be shuffled from COVID, this, that, the other thing. Doesn't matter that they're home. I think there might be fans in Vegas. I'm not 100% sure. Actually, no, there won't be fans in Vegas. They said all season there won't be, so no, never mind. Uh, Tampa. Ooh, next up, we got Jacksonville Jaguars and I almost said the <laughs> LA Chargers. Mm. Give me Chargers. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. I, I, like really, I've been, I really like Justin Herbert. Yeah, I've been really kid. high on him. I guess I think I said it in the first podcast. I saw him play Buffalo Wild Wings, and my friend did, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I'm kind of like watching him here and there. I like his game. I like him a lot. I think he's a nice young guy. What, is he playing out of Oregon? Or yes, yeah, Oregon. Yeah, you know, good for him. Get some more rep- reps in. I think uh, Jacksonville's a team where you kind of get to prove yourself. I think that yeah. he's gonna be able to come out. I think he's gonna be able to play. I'm gonna go in Chargers. All right, uh, San Francisco, New England. Ooh. I like what I saw to the 49ers against the Rams, who run a similar offense under now that the Patriots do under Cam Newton, New England's home. I don't like the New England defense. Uh, the offense is kind of shaky. I'm going to go San Francisco in a close one, but I wouldn't be surprised if New England wins on a bounce-back game. I can't remember the last time New England lost two games back-to-back. Um, so I'm going to go San Francisco. I respect that. Uh, I got Chiefs Broncos up next. That's gonna be the last for the uh, the non primetime games. But uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go with Chiefs. I don't really. I, the Broncos haven't really proven anything other than that they're uh, a team that's better than the worst teams in the league, but not really at the mid high mid level. 
in my eyes. Oh, you, you're going Chiefs. Who? Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. And then we got uh, we got Sunday night football game. Seattle Arizona. We talked about this earlier. This is gonna be a fun game. This is gonna be a phenomenal game. Um, going against Kyler Murray in fantasy. Jamal Adams back. I have no idea. Um, um, oof. This is this is this this is gonna be Kyler Murray's prove it game. I want team is playing well around. Arizona you. will have fans. It's not gonna be a lot, but they will have fans. They played very well against the Cowboys, and the Seahawks defense. The last time they played was against the Vikings, and they let up 13 points early. I'm just not set on the Seahawks defense. I think Russell Wilson is currently the league MVP. I don't think there's any question. He's playing out of his mind right now. Yeah. And he gets a lot of discredit in years past. <sighs> but Ever since just, that contract, it's that big money contract. This is really just so hard for me. I, I'm going to go Arizona, but I don't feel good about the decision, but I'm going to go Arizona. I'm going to go – I want to go Arizona. <sighs> See, I don't know. I was going to pick Arizona because I wanted to kind of like go for the underdog here and kind of cheer for – like or just like – you know, pick the team that I think was going to be, like, a really nice prove-it game. Like, I really want to be right here because I really think it'll be good for Kyler Murray. I genuinely, I think the Se- the Seahawks are just Seahawks, though. They're, like, the top three in the league. Uh... You know what? Just for the sake of standings and disparity between the weeks and the scores, give me Seattle. Seattle? Yeah. I like it. I like it. So one of us will come away with the win that one. One of us will. And then Chicago 5-1 and one versus the Rams. This is Monday Night Football. Yeah. Not, not Sunday Night Doubleheader. That was a typo on my part. What's um, uh, what's the Rams record? The Rams record, I want to say, is... I don't know. See, with the, with the, with the, with the Bears, the Bears, is that they kind of like... They are 4-2. They're four and two. This okay. is also a big game for the Rams because if Arizona loses Sunday night and the Rams win, then they're they're right in it. They're they're pushing themselves back into second place right there. Yeah. So this is this is kind of a must win for the Rams. The Bears, I think the Bears have some cushion if they lose. So um I don't know. This one these games are these games these primetime games are pretty hard. I like them though. They're fun games. Uh, just give me. I'll take. Can I get a number five? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it feels like. Uh, I'll take the. I'll take the. I'll take the Rams. This is. This might be the downfall, of Mitch Trubisky. He's not even playing. It's Nick Foles. Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm going to go Rams also just because I think it's prime time. I don't think they lose at home. If this was in Chicago, 100% Chicago, I'd be going. Not even debatable. Um, Rest in peace. But it's going to go Rams for me as well. They are home. That will wrap up the NFL segment. That was a lot to unpack in the NFL. Yeah, there was a lot of news, but it was good news. It was fun news. Um, <clears throat> fun stuff to talk about. MLB World Series. Series tied 1-1. Game 3 tonight. I believe that's Charlie Morton versus... I want to say... I'm going to pull it up right now. Walker Bueller. Did he pitch already? I think no. it's I think it's Bueller. Oh. Uh, the game oh, already started. Right Let's see what we got. But I think Bueller. it's Bueller. Bueller Morton. Game 3... Dodgers win game one, Rays win game two. G-Men Choice, first Korean-born player to hit a get a hit in the World Series. Brandon Lowe, two-home run game in game two. And Clayton Kershaw absolutely dominated game one. Good for him. Yeah, he really needed that, a he bounce back. That. We talked about that. We, we did. Said, like, this is this is kind of like, you know, you shake the NLCS curse. Now yep. you're onto the World Series. Shake the uh, shake the postseason curse yep. with him not being able to perform. And he came out and he... Uh, he through the game, I don't so, know how many strikeouts he got in total, but he was out there. He was lights out. We both said Rays in six. We both said Rays in six. This is going to be game three. The Dodgers are up one nothing. Dodgers Justin up. Justin Turner home run in the first inning. Honestly, I think this is. You know what? The way this series is looking at this could go to game seven. I think it, I don't think any team until game seven wins two games in a row. Whenever I say a game uh, a series in six, it's it's like a light six, but the possibility of I've I never. Ever, I'm always okay with the game seven. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never 
there's never one series where I'm like, oh, that's not going game seven, no matter what. Right. If, if I ever predict it's a four nothing sweep, I'm gonna say, okay, it's either gonna be a four nothing sweep or it's gonna go to seven. Right. Um, because there's no team. If you, I feel like if you really, if you're down three nothing, I mean, yeah, you win, you might win game uh, game four, go to game five, and lose in game five. But like, I don't know. I'm always okay. Like, I if I'm gonna be wrong with my pick, I'm always okay. I'm okay with it going to a game seven. That's a better way to word it. So if I say game four, if I say it's a four game sweep, yeah, but it's not, then I'd rather it be just a game seven because the games game sevens are always fun. They and are. I think that the Dodgers are up one nothing right now. Uh, we'll see how the Rays respond. It's their first time at bats. The bottom of the first inning. But uh, I don't know. This 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 whole this this whole series is very fun to watch, in my opinion. It I, has I really been. I really do like. I haven't this. watched it yet. I watched a little honest. bit of it here and there, but I think that the Dodgers. It's their first time. You know, they've been always try, trying to get there, get there, get there, and they finally get there. So their first time is really up. And the Rays are a new team with the best bullpen in baseball against a really strong Dodgers lineup. And Mookie Betts, he had another game robbing. Uh, home run he in the did. first. In the he first, did. Uh, in the first game. He did. And that was a crazy home run. Like, he just does it so casually. He just he, he almost acts like he could do it in his sleep. But you know, good for him. He's finding yeah. comfort in L.A. And I think his contract's only a one year. Did he get resigned? No, I think he's a. Co- I think he got. Remember, he got that off season deal. Yeah. That huge off season deal. I so, forgot exactly what the logistics of that were, but it was a huge off season deal. So he's gonna, deal. he's gonna make himself really comfortable in um, LA and good yeah. for him. He has he has all the reason to. I think LA can really build around him and, you know, win this year possibly, but if that they they have no reason to go, okay, this is our year, it's now or never. They have many years to look at with a very good lineup and a very good rotation. Yeah, so World Series by the time next week we do the podcast, it'll be over. It will. It will be over, that's, so we will have a sad. World Series champion. Then only football will be on, after all yeah. four major sports were on at one time. And usually around now, was end of October. The World Series would have just or would have just about been wrapping up, I believe. I think actually it's, it's only on a par. little bit off schedule. I think it's I think it's, it's actually pretty, pretty on it's par. Pretty close. The NHL would would be in its like its first or second week. The NBA would just be in like yeah. its first or second yeah. week. The NFL's, I think NFL's on par. Or NFL is started. NFL's yeah, on started, par. That's what it up. is. Is that you know you only have football to talk about until who knows when. Speaking of who knows when, oh well, you want to do the on this day. Yes, the on this day segment, which is October twenty third today, in nineteen twenty one, the Green Bay Packers played their first NFL game, won seven six over the Vikings. In two thousand, the Monday Night Miracle. We've talked about two Jets woes the past two weeks, but now down thirty to seven at the end of the third, the New York Jets make the improbable comeback with four touchdowns and a field goal in the fourth quarter to win over the Dolphins 40-37 in overtime. In 2008, Joe Sackick scored his final career goal, number 625 against the Edmonton Oilers. And just last year, in 2019, all-star point guard Kyrie Irving pours 50 points, setting a new NBA record for points on debut with a new team. As the as his Brooklyn Nets lost by one, one twenty seven to one twenty six at home to the Minnesota Timberwolves. This was an NBA record, and that was just last year. Going back to that Monday Night Miracle, you know, just just last year, what, what year was that? Two thousand. That 2000? was two thousand. When the so what twenty years later, the Jets are playing the Dolphins again and, <laughs> and couldn't make they, it. They, no, they couldn't back. do that. It was it was close though. Don't worry with the with the butt. With the buttception. The, but, the buttception, you know. Yes. At least, you know, you have that to look back on. You do. Because the butt fumble was pretty bad for that a long time. That was crazy, time. yeah. Um, At least they, they kind of redeemed themselves. It would have yes. been better if it was against uh, the Patriots. It would have been. That would have been nice. I'll, ta- I'll just take an AFC East team. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you fumbled it. Embarrassing. Yeah. And then it's like, of oh, course. well, it's you, always just, fun. You, you just picked up. It was Brian Poole, right? Or Marcus. Was it Poole? I believe it was Poole. I believe you it pick was. off uh, Fitzpatrick with your uh, with a hand on your butt cheeks. Yeah, yeah. But good um, for him. Moving now to the NHL uh, today, I believe in talks they are still on par to start the season. Yes, they New they are on par to Eve. start a New, New Year's Day or around there. Around New Year's Eve, not sure the exact time, um, but I did see a January first. I, I saw there were talks also about a possible outdoor game to start off the season, like make something special. But now they're not doing that. I said that last last time on Monday. I was like, I saw a Barstool report that not yeah. to look too far into it, where they were considering playing in like the mountains in Alberta. 
Yes. But which would have been cool. It would have been nice because, like I said, we got like that world of Chell vibe. Yeah. But that didn't happen, and they shot that down, and now they canceled. Uh, or they postponed. Are they canceled or they postponed it? I think the Winter Classic. The Winter Classic which, canceled, which is the usual outdoor game on New Year's Eve, which is, is a great, which is always yes. a fun time to watch. And then they postponed All Star Weekend, so possibly that would be later in the year. I guess that's what they're hoping for right now. Um. Then Julian, who I assume is the Montreal head coach. Call Julian. Claude Ex-head Julian. coach of the Boston Bruins. Uh, of that he rivalry. said, this is what I, where I want your take. No doubt that Montreal makes the playoffs. Yeah, what do you think? I read that before we started this, and honestly, I like that. I like that fire in your head coach. I like that kind of confidence. You know, like I said, you kind of come out of a year where you – can, you proved to yourself, or you at least proved the world that Carey Price isn't dead in the playoffs. He played phenomenal. They beat the Penguins, and they came out, and they lost to the Flyers in six. But the Flyers were a very strong team going into that first round of the playoffs. And, you know, to kind of bring them to six, it was a very, it was a lot of back-and-forth battle. It was not like, a, you know, the Flyers were always on top and the Canadians snuck away with wins. The right. Habs played a very strong series, and they unfortunately lost in six. But I like that kind of uh, fire from Claude Julien. I like that. It kind of... You know, puts the cameras on him, but I, he's no one. He's no one that's uh, he's no stranger to adversity, no stranger to kind of putting out these statements. I mean, he's won the cup with Boston plenty of times. Believes actually once, but still, he is someone. You know, he's he's brought them to. Uh, he's he's done very well in the playoffs, and I think that now you know that Carey Price is still somewhat uh, consistent in his playoff game. You just have to get him there, and you need to, you need a team that can get him there and a team that can play around him. And I think that your offense is good for the regular season. You just need to worry about your defense now. You you kind of have your team led by Shea Weber. Now you got to learn to build around Shea Weber. You get uh, Gallagher back on contract for six years. That's good. That's a great signing for him. And honestly, I'm 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 excited to see other Canadians play. I actually have faith. I I have faith that Claude Julien's gonna be able to at least. I think he's gonna make it to the playoffs, or hopefully at least he makes it to the playoffs. I'm not gonna try to like try to uh, can, can, uh, write it in stone too much, but I like it. I'm I'm confident that he's gonna be able to try to as the best of his ability to. He's not just saying that. He's not like a Brody Van Wagen and saying right. come and get us. We have the best rotation. Right, the, right. Or like the teams want to beat us, and then they end up going like ten games under five hundred. Right. Uh, I like it. I'm I like Julian. I like him as a head coach. I had no problems with him, and good for him to kind of come out there and say that. We'll see where that takes him. Now Jake Vertanen and the Canucks. Vancouver Canucks. That's a new signing, correct? Yep, and that's good for the good for them. I think he's a defenseman. And, you know, it's just a good signing. Kind of, you lose, uh, what's his face? I forgot who they, there was someone that they had and they lost him. He was a defenseman. But, you know, it's a good signing for them. I think it's good to kind of just solidify your team all around, get some depth, guys. Uh, Vancouver's a team that played, also another team that played really well, made it to the second round and was playing. They beat the Avs. I think they beat the Avs. No, 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 no. What, do you remember the playoffs? I, I who think. Who the hell did they beat? They beat Calgary, right? They beat. Or was Calgary not in? Was that Dallas? Was that Dallas? Dallas. No, Dallas was in the East, the Western Conference Finals. Was Dallas and Vancouver, right? Vegas. Dallas and Vegas, right? That was Dallas and Vegas, and I th- I forgot who they. Be- I'm gonna look this up right now. <sighs> I'm not 100% um, sure. Come on. Not sure who Avalanche yeah, uh, played the play, Stars. Okay, so they, played, they played the Golden Knights. And they that was another game. That's right. So that was the yep. game where they they played they played strong and they were down 3 to 1. That cuz that was it was them it was the Golden Knight series, the Star series, and the Islander series, where they were all down, or they were all up three to one, and then the other team. So in this case, the Canucks, the Avalanche, and the Flyers all came back and they they forced a game seven, and then all three of those teams shut them down in game seven and moved on to the conference finals in their respective divisions. The Canucks are a very good team. Uh, they played strong, they fought hard, and they kind of proved that they're not gonna they're not gonna go down without a fight. They have an absolute defensive beast of of a defenseman in Quinn and Hughes. And he's gonna be great. Elias Pettersson's another great, uh, great. Uh, he's in the, he's a great goal scorer for their team. Bo Horvat, another great player. And I think that, <clears throat> you know, this team, I think they're gonna do something. I don't know how far they're gonna go because they did lose a couple of their assets, 
especially in Tyler DeFoley uh, and JT Miller. But I have faith that they're going to be able to uh, to do something. Or maybe Tyler DeFoley went to them. Or Tyler DeFoley did sign somewhere. Uh, I don't know. I, I forgot where I forgot where he signed. And then Kulikov signed a one-year contract with the Devils. Don't know really much about Kulikov. He's, I think his name's Cool. Yeah, Dmitry Kulikov. Um, he's uh, he's he's just kind of like you know your depth guy. And he's gonna be good for them. I I mean, it's not like oh, uh, it's not like the big sign that they needed, but. He's just someone else to fill a roster spot for them, and he's someone that could fill a roster spot. You don't have to worry about his liability because he's consistent with his game. Yeah, and that's, you know, the NHL will be right around the corner before we know it. Um, and then really just to wrap up, the NBA had a couple of headlines this week. They will be hosting a virtual draft. It will be interesting to see how they handle things. The NFL and the NHL did a nice job doing things virtually. I'm sure the NBA, who would in which an organization, did a fantastic job with the bubble who started it off will also succeed well with the virtual draft. Tyron Lou is the new Clippers head coach. Feels good to be wanted. Not exactly sure where Lou came from, but good for him. Good for the Clippers. They fell short this year, and I'm sure they're going to be back in the years coming. And then the best fit for LaMelo Ball, who is a top prospect, I guess, coming out in this draft. I believe LaMelo is a point guard, correct? Point guard or shooting guard? He's one or the other. Um, I, I think I think he's a point guard, shooting guard. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, he's a point guard. He's a point guard. Um, uh, the Bulls. I don't know. Probably any team that has a top five pick is going to get LaMelo, in my opinion. Um, uh, Golden but, State. Yeah. Golden State's one of them. Uh, the Bulls could possibly be a landing spot for him. It depends on what the team's needs are. And we'll, we'll observe that as we get closer to the NBA draft. You know what teams are, what teams need, what spots, who they're trying to fill out. We'll, we'll get you the whole list of the, like the top fifty prospects going in. And we'll we'll break it down for you then. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Even though both of us no, absolutely not have no idea about basketball. I just like John Morant and John Wall, and you're like a kind of Portland. I'm like Trailblazers a, I'm like fan. a, I'm like a new bubbled Portland. Uh, yeah, you're Trailblazers like a fan. I was just kind of like, oh, I'll see what happens. Uh, my friends, my friends like basketball, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, why not? Hop, I'll watch hop it. On I'll it. hop on the bandwagon, and then it gets to the point where they were like, oh, so um, what's your team? And I'm like, I don't know. And they just, it was a running joke where my friends would call me Dillard. It was just, <laughs> like, it was just like a stupid name that just kind of got attached to me, and. Then my friend Tom was like, you know, there's a guy who plays for like in the NBA called Damian Lillard, Dillard, Dame, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go with that. And then that's kind of like how my the Portland Trailblazers, and it was fun watching them. You know, it was nice watching them kind of uh, get into the playoffs. It was good for them, and they they had a strong game one against the Lakers, and then since then they kind of got extinguished it went down a little bit. Yeah. But I like their roster. I like Nurkic. I like Dame. I like. I definitely love CJ. He played with the. Uh, Fractured vertebrae or a broken vertebrae. CJ for, McCollum. Um, yes, he for a majority of those uh, playoffs in bubble time, and he didn't really skip a beat. He was out there getting thirty points, and then when Dame went down, he stepped up in those in those final games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I did watch a little bit of the NBA uh, playoffs. I, I thought you know it was good. I don't really have a team. I don't want a team because I don't follow it enough. So I just like certain players. But uh, I don't got anything else I want to talk about. Is there anything else you have in mind? Nah, I, I think that it's kind of like a, it's getting it's getting to that slow point of the year, you know. Yes. Oh, it, it so is. Uh, okay. There was a there was a report released about saying how uh, De Blasio could stop Steve Cohen from being the Mets owner. How? Because uh, some with like the fact that he was associated to someone who was convicted of a felony, oh, God. but he wasn't directly convicted of a felony. So, so they're going to try to bring politics into this. Well, it's not really bringing politics. It's just that because it's Queens and it's technically de Blasio's the mayor, but I don't think it's really going to go south. And then there's another report saying that uh, Jennifer Lopez could have been the first minority owner of like the, of like the Met, like a been, been a minority owner of the Mets. And everyone was like, no, like no, no one wants a Rod or J, J- Lo anywhere near this team because they don't have they don't have fourteen billion dollars that Steve Cohen has. There was a report or at least a graph. I'm not sure how accurate it was, but it was like MLB owners by uh by like value. oh yes 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 and I it was just like. That. Seven, seven bill, seven bill, seven bill, like, you know, like Nash owner and all that stuff. And then there's a Steve Cohen. 14 bill. 14 bill by, like, doubling the second yeah. most. Yeah. That's going to be. It's going to be interesting. Once, once they get the ball rolling and they get the money sorted out, 
and they actually like he's able to really put an impact on this team. It's gonna be fun to see, but you know it's just, it's just a waiting game at this point. He passed a lot of the uh, voting that had to go down. I think now it's just a matter of uh, finalizing. I think we're in that final stage of Stephen of a Stephen Cohen. Yeah. Steve Cohen era. And then as soon as free agency hits, bang! Here come the Mets. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not one with my recent history of liking teams. I'm not one to say that. Be like, oh yeah, here come the Mets. They're gonna get it this year. It's like that Mr. Mets song. Meet the Mets. Meet. The yeah. Mets. Now you're gonna meet. Right yeah, you're gonna meet all the meet new Mets. The Mets. And they yeah. might. And they'll contend next year. And I, and I think they're gonna be good. And hopefully we'll be okay, at a game right, in relax. City Field. Relax, Yankee fan. And like on the M&M porch. No, I like City Field. And no, the reason I, okay, why I, I City love Field. City Field. The reason why I like City Field is because it is so. Family oriented for a baseball. Oh, park. It is so. You go to Yankee Stadium and granted, I love the Yankees. I'm I've a never been Yankee to any fan, other stadium. But other you City go Field. to Yankee Stadium and you pull into the parking lot and you're in the middle of the Bronx, right? And here's everybody outside what the stadium. What do you stadium. mean? Yeah, and, you, and they've you cleaned looked, it up. Have you they've looked cleaned it up outside of City? Have you looked outside? Yes, of City I've Field? been outside City Field. I've been. <clears throat> excuse me. I've been just looking out, and it's just like chop shops, chop shops everywhere. Yeah, I understand that. It's just I'm not saying shops, I'm not saying both areas shops. are are great, but Yankee Stadium it's great for baseball. You want to go there and you want to see a baseball game against the Red Sox, which I did what, once in the Little League ballpark that it which, is, which which I did it once in the bleachers, and the bleacher creatures were animated. Against the Red Sox. I went to a seven line. I went to a couple of games at the seven line there, and yeah. he struck him out. It's Woo! it's good, uh, but <laughs> City Field is such a beautiful stadium to, to hang out in. I've sat four rows up from the Mets dugout multiple times with season with uh, tickets through my dad's job. Great time. Uh, we were all going to try to go this summer. We talked we, about yeah, it. Yeah, I definitely want to go. Um, I definitely want to go. It's just walking into that stadium and just smelling the sausage and peppers. I want to, you know, and I always want it to be like that little kid that, like, is in the back, like, hitting off the fucking tee, like, the home runs in the back uh, off, oh, like, yeah, the, yeah, off yeah, by the bridge. Yeah, yeah. I would be, like, I, I would be so, so excited. Those are the kind of things that get me excited the, in that, been, and the that Coca-Cola are fun. Corner? I've never sat in it, but I, I've uh, me seen it. Me and my it. dad got opening day tickets. Well, I got opening day tickets, and I brought my dad with me because my girlfriend at the time couldn't go. But uh, me and my dad went there opening day. It was against the Cardinals in 2018. 2018. It was Mickey Calloway's inaugural season, and it was it's just nice up there because you got like you got food behind you. You got it's like a nice little entertainment area. Nothing nothing too crazy. But I've been there many many times, and I try to I try to like. UBS Arena for the Islanders when that opens, I'm really gonna want to try to get there and see. Are you gonna try to get season tickets? That's way too much money Uh, for a college kid like me, Sal. But um, well, you know, I mean, you're working at the UPS store now, (laughs) so I don't know what they're paying you over there. But yeah, I gotta buy a car. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's it's beyond that, and I don't know. I got I want to see how UBS plays out. I I don't I don't think I don't. What does that stand for? United Bank of Switzerland. Oh, that's interesting. It's like home, like a Swiss bank. I, that's cool. I'm not saying it's gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be horrible. I'm not putting. I think it's gonna be a great. It's arena. gonna be phenomenal. All the renderings and all the artwork I've seen of it have been great, but like, there's just something about City Field that has just like. Now you've never been to another stadium. Baseball wise, no. The only okay, so outside of Nassau Coliseum, yeah, Barclays, MetLife, and I've never been to the Barclays. Oh, I've never, never been there for MSG. a concert. Never been to MSG. Oh, you gotta but get that I've been to uh, I've been to City Field, I've been to MetLife Stadium, which, yeah, is, which absolutely is a horrible. which is a dump. That's a that was like a brand. That's like somewhat new stadium. It is new. It's fairly and it just, new. It's just cement. It's in the middle, as Chris Berman would say, of the swamplands. It's all it is is just cement. Have you been there before? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been there. It's multiple just a times. cement ring, and everything. And is this is just what I hate cement. about MetLife. If you go into MetLife. And then you walk in, and you're in MetLife, and you're like, all right, sweet, I'm at an NFL game. You sit down, you grab a beer with your pops, right? You're hanging out, maybe some I'm not 21, jacks, so. or whatever, you know, and you're hanging out, right? And then all of a sudden, you walk out. You're like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, right? And then you just stare through the rungs of the stadium. Like, it's not enclosed. Oh, yeah. It's just open. So the wind gusts and yes, wind, the tunnels wind tunnels through MetLife is, like, horrible. ridiculous. They are so bad. That's why, like, I don't know. I went to two games with my dad. One was against, it was opening day in 2014, 2015 against the Raiders. Won that game. And then <clears throat> there was another game uh, against the Bills. And they won that game, too. But they almost blew it because there was so many penalties. But uh, regardless, both of those games, the experiment was nice. The experience was nice. 
But, like, I just remember walking, like, just being there. Yeah. And it's just... You know, tailgating is a football yeah, game. Yeah, and you it, know, it's just cement. I, All the only thing, the only word that can describe that stadium is just cement. I, I think another thing that takes out of going back to the Yankees and Mets uh, stadiums, like every time I've been the to Mets Yan- stadium is cold. Every time I've been to Yankee Stadium, I love it. They win almost every time, so it's great. It's worth the money, but I always got to drive home, right? Oh, drive even home even when I didn't drink, I when I wasn't old enough. I started taking. The I train. hate taking the subway to Yankee Stadium. Me and my dad got lost one time. I cried. It was a, it was my first time ever to the old Yankee Stadium in the last season. Two thousand eighteen. No. <laughs> no, I was probably like eleven or twelve. It was whenever the old stadium closed. So I think two thousand eight. It was right before because I believe okay. they won in 09 in the new stadium. Yes. Anyway. Um, I've been to Sh- I've been to Shea Stadium and City Field. I was also I've been to Shea as well for Yankee Met game. Uh, but the thing about City Field is you can just take the train and then hop on the subway and you can just drink and have a good time and then walk right back up there and do it. And you can do the same thing at Yankee Stadium. But the problem with Yankee Stadium is you got to hop on like four different trains. And if and if I'm and if I'm drinking, I don't want to do that. It's just the commute. You might as well drive. But every time I go, I've either been with ex-girlfriends or – and I can't fucking – Something with me and you and, I, and trying to go to sporting events with just, our ex-girlfriends. I, I can't fucking like – like I enjoy the game. And then I'm like, motherfucker, now I have to drive home. Dude, I swear to God this is a true story. I went with my friend Kyle to a Yankee game. I'm not even lying. And I get on the LA and we're driving home. And I'm coming up to like exit 60, 65. And I'm like, all right, I got to get off 62. I swear to God, bro, I pulled off at 62. I don't even know how I got there. You ever like f- driving like you f- like you think you like fell asleep at the wheel but you're still fucking oh, driving? Oh no, that happened to me on my way to work today. I'm just driving and, and you're like, like how the fuck like, did I get here? I'm kind of just like, like in a daze. and then I'm like, "Oh shit, I got to get off here." And yeah. I'm like, "Wait, I'm already this far?" I was like, "Shit." Yeah. yeah. No, it just you just kind of like zone cuz it's just so aggravating. That happened one time and I'm like, "Holy fuck." And then That's how I am when I go to school sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah. this is Binghamton." Yeah. I got to and then my dad's driven a couple times, and that's been cool. One time we got a flat tire in the middle of the Bronx. Fun, fun fact. Dude, that me was and tough. my dad's first Islander game ever. It was New York Islander against the Atlanta Thrashers. Ooh. You know, rest in peace Back to that team. Day. Back in the day. I was, he what surprises me with tickets. He picked like me up six? from elementary school. No, I was like. A little bit older? Oh, I, got, I think it was like 10 or 11. Oh, all right. Because that's, that's when I started. The first okay. NHL season that I actually ever remember watching, like, somewhat and understanding, was when the Bruins won the Cup in 11. Yes. Yeah, so that was I went to the uh, that that, that uh, that's what started my love for hockey was going to my first ever honor game against the Atlanta Thrashers and they lost that game. I actually went to two games that season, but my dad came home and he surprised me to t- or he picked me up from school and he was like, "Oh yeah, I got tickets to uh, I got two tickets to the honor game tonight." I was like, "Oh, awesome!" And we got into the Nassau Coliseum parking lot and we had a f- flat tire. Yeah. We yeah. had a flat tire in the parking lot. So he was like, all right, boy, let me teach you how to change a tire. <laughs> so he teaches me. So I, I got a little extra knowledge. We we were like halfway through the first period. And we got there, but who cares? Yeah, I went to an Islander game through Nassau school. Nassau Coliseum was like, it, it, when people call it the barn, it really was a Like the old Nassau the Coliseum. The old Nassau before Coliseum. Before it became NYCB remember the, uh, you remember the Dragons that used to play there, the arena football team? Yeah. That was fun times. The long, I think the Long yeah. Island Riptide, the lacrosse team. The yeah. Are they called the Riptide? I think so. No, long, the Lizards. Okay. I think or I New York Lizards. Rip, it might be the Riptide too. Um, I went to an Islanders game one time with my elementary school, and I want to say it was like fourth grade. And you can buy tickets through the school, and the Penguins literally beat them. I think it was like fucking thirteen to two. I swear. It was a fucking burner of a game. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't even I remember. Think that, that actually might have been the same season because I think it was that season where they had the Fight Night Live game oh. where, where, the, where the Islanders then beat them like 9-2 to two or like 10-1 to one or something on a home. And like half the, half the team half the team got ejected. Wow. And they, they only finished with like six guys on the bench. Look up. Like look up Hockey I'm, Fight I'm, Night. I'm looking. I, it actually came up here. But I, I'm looking Do up Do you know what year? Here. Uh, well, it's got to be deep. Um, like. Yeah, they the Islanders and Penguins. Yeah, I think that was uh, nine to two, two thousand eight. That that's uh, that could be relevant. That could definitely be it. It might have been yeah. nine to two because I don't think it was that's any playoffs, but bigger than that. And this is we're getting into 2013, 11, uh, 2010, 2009. Is this a difference? Nine to three, nine to three. Two thousand six was the first time they played each other. Regardless, no. it's uh. Regardless, whatever. Whatever, whatever that score was, um. Yeah, I've actually kept track of every Islander game I've been to. One, because there was one point where I was really bored and I just wanted to know. Yeah. 
So I have an overall record of 10-4-1. Oh, so like, do I have a record maybe with the Vikings. Five and one right now. Oh, no, it's 10-4-1. Wait, didn't I? 11-2-18. Well, no, that should be 11-2-19. And they played... They played the Devils. Yeah, I went to those two games. I completely forgot to log them and they lost. Okay, so... Yeah, so what I have here is March 24th, 2011 against Atlanta. They lost 2-1. to one. And then four... And then April 8th, 11... Or 2011... They versed the Penguins and they lost. And that was for the 2010-11 season. And then it went to one game in the 2011-2012 series. And that was against Boston. And they got shut out 6-0. Now, this is where it gets cool. That game, 11-19-11. They got shut out 6-0. The game before that, they also got shut out. It was a back-to-back game that got shut out. I think it were like they, went, they were on back-to-back shutout losses. Then, fast forward to 2018-2019. I went to a game against the Bruins. And they lost. They got shut out 5-0. Guess what happened before that? They lost. And they got shut out. And it was like 6 nothing. The only two times it has ever happened against for this team were those two times. Where wow. I was there well, on the butt end of those back-to-back shutouts. That's interesting. But yeah, so, going back to the whole stadium talk, just to, just to kill some time here. I City Field, to me, is what I consider home so far. And UBS Arena is an arena that I'm ready to experience, I'm ready to enjoy. NYCB Live, the, the Nassau Coliseum for now... Is a, it's like a it's a more comforting Nassau Coliseum in the sense that the seats are comfy. I never you, went there. You get good Wi-Fi there. I'm oh. not gonna lie. Usually I, I wouldn't expect good Wi-Fi, but you get good Wi-Fi there. Um, the food's better. It's still expensive as hell, but it's a it's a more enjoyable experience than the old. You know, you talk about how MetLife Stadium is a cement box yeah, in the man. middle of uh, New Jersey. Uh, Nassau Coliseum was more like a. A brick box. It was that's what kind of was. It was it was cement on the outside. It was you know it was the old barn and then everyone loved it there. And a lot of history happened there, but it was, it was definitely not appealing. You know, definitely no uh, U.S. Bank Arena or the stadium. U.S. Bank Stadium, yeah, which is lights out to be quite honest. But um, the only other stadiums I've been to besides that was where the Ravens play, which was M&T Bank, M&T Bank, and Key Bank Arena for the Sabres game back in twenty nineteen. Yeah, back in last last November before you know. Everything happened for my birthday, which is coming up. Wow, it's almost been a yeah, year which, since yeah. I went to a hockey game. I've been I've been around. I've been uh, to Target Field, Minnesota, Old yeah, Metrodome. You want to go to all US the Bank Stadium? You I do. Around. You get around. Um, I do. I went to Detroit last year. Survived that. Uh, yeah, we missed you there for the hockey call. That Tampa. Was... I was. I went to Tampa. I went to Washington twice. Uh, MetLife, and then Buffalo. I went up to Buffalo 2018 against the Titans. So I've been around quite the gauntlet getting there. Um, but I want, yeah, I want to do. I want to go to a uh, MLB. I feel like MLB parks are like the best for like to try cool food. Yeah, probably. You're, you're gonna get cool, something cool food different. At MLB parks. I think that's, that's gonna be fun. But NHL stadiums, I feel like you get more for the experience. You do. The same thing with the NFL stadiums. Yep. I just feel like the, the atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah. And an MLB stadium in a playoff game can be very fun, but I I always wonder like. NFL is kind of because it's the weekly game. It's, you know, the one game the team plays a week. So it's going to be very, very, very interesting to see how that, you know, it's interesting to see how those games play out because, you know, the fans, it's their game. And, you know, they only play eight games at home a season. So, yeah. you know, it's very rare you get to have the chance of your team playing home as to where they play 41 games in the NHL and 80-something games in the MLB. Yeah. At home, and so you know, I feel like NFL are always you're, they're always going to be a unique atmosphere, except for when the team is absolutely dog shit, like the Jets are right now. And if they were home, I can tell you right now, they won't be selling tickets. No, unless like the Patriots are in town, then Patriots you know, fans will come. Yeah, but regardless, I I think stadiums are very unique. Yes, I think that each stadium is very unique, and each stadium brings something to the table that is kind of just like it makes it unique. And I think if that's if that stadium or arena isn't giving you that unique kind of sense, then I mean like it wasn't really constructed correctly. Like I'm yeah. I'm excited to see how UBS shapes out. They have nice these like lighthouse uh, towers yeah. on the corners. Have you seen the old yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have like an Islander theme bar there. They're gonna they're gonna, they're cool. gonna try to put up. And I think they have like a standing room only too for specifically for just like people who want to go. But I think hmm. that. It's going to be very fun to see how that arena shapes out. And City Field is a field that, I mean, I've been going to for as long as I can remember, at least once or twice a year. I love it there. I have no reason. You know, even the train. The train lets you off. Have you taken uh, the train? 
No, no. Like I said, the only issue that I have with City Field. Oh, is that, for City Field, though. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the only issue I have for City Field, by the way, they're gonna have an LIRR stop right there in uh yes in UBS. But uh, with City Field, you know, I get off of uh, Lake. Uh, well, I guess it's Ronkonkoma, not Lake Ronkonkoma, and I take Ronkonkoma all the way down to Jamaica. No, Woodside. Or okay, yeah, Woodside. Woodside. Woodside, and then you just transfer yep. over, and then that train on Woodside takes, takes you, you right all the way up to, to stadium. Uh, was it Lefferts? Boulevard or I Mets, believe Mets Point or Will, Willits Point. Willits Point. Willits, yeah. Willits Point, Leffitt's Boulevard. I think is what it's called. But uh, yeah, and that takes you all the way there. I've driven there too. It's not as fun. It's definitely hell leaving. I feel like on the train though, the train you just gotta make sure you get the train at the right time. But you could take it all the way to Lake Ronkonkoma and you're home. It's like twenty yeah. something bucks, and it's definitely definitely more enjoyable. And plus, when the team is good, because I've seen it when the team is good and when the team is bad. When the team was good, when I went at the end of last summer, when they were like really starting winning games, they start right. do, do, they do their uh, their always late season comeback or winning or surge. That train was buzzing. I can imagine. With Let's go Mets chance, and I was, it just it was a really fun experience. I definitely loved it. But to end it off there, like you know, stadiums are very unique to fans, and I feel like there's not one stadium where I can think of and go, oh, I'd never go there, because either they're, I mean, I have I haven't been to a lot of stadiums. And I don't remember much of uh was MNC Bank. Yeah, but I don't know. I I definitely want to try to expand more. I definitely want to try a game at the Garden. Yeah, game at the Garden's nice. A game at the Garden. Well, not not even MSG TD Just, Garden. Oh, TD Garden. I think it's still called TD. Garden. Yes, it is. Yeah, in Boston. TD Garden would be nice. Um, I don't really give a shit about Gillette Stadium. No offense to any Patriots fans, but um, I don't know Yankee Stadium. I feel like it's something that. I, I just being a New Yorker, I feel like you have to try. I mean, the Duck Stadium. The Duck Stadium is good. Yeah, I, I mean, really like the Duck Stadium. I know some people who like refuse to go to Yankee Stadium, and like I tried to get Mike to be like, "Oh, let's go to a Subway Series," but in Yankee, and he was like, "No," and City Field. Now, I don't I'm really not gonna care. Lie. It's a very different taste. I feel like yeah, you I'm sure get it would be the City Field, and I just feel, I'm sure it would be. But I just feel very homely at City Field. Yeah, which is fine, but you know, I was kind of like, well, if I go to City Field, you should come to Yankee Yankee Stadium, but didn't work and now we can't go so who knows maybe next year huh, excuse me i'm fucking tired bro. yeah worked all day same but we're gonna wrap this up here we'll be back next friday on the barn burner podcast samoyato with mike velardi we will try to start having guests but you know with time of year everything going on it's a little hard and again we are just starting this up but we do thank all of those who have listened so yes, far to the you. podcast on all platforms and for that This will be the end of episode three. See you guys later.